Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode four of the Rowdy Crowd Conversations. My name is Brady O'Neill, and I'm joined with Josh Chambers. And in this episode, we're going to talk a little bit about SEMO uh, Sports. We're going to have a special guest with Gino Hess on, and then we're going to preview the upcoming week of sporting events. This brings us to our first part of the podcast, where we recap last week's sports. Last week, gymnastics went down to Fayetteville, Arkansas, to face number 13, and they lost by a couple points. Moving on to Monday, SEMO men's basketball took on SIUE and won by 29 points with a final score of 76 to 47. Moving on to Thursday night action in basketball, the women's team faced Austin P and lost 38 to 79, while the men's team lost 66 to 74. Moving on to Friday, the softball team won their first game of the season, 13 to nothing in five innings. Rachel Rook, a starting pitcher and also reigning pitcher of the year from the OBC, started the first game of the season with a combined one hitter through five innings of play. I believe she also had eight strikeouts through the first three innings. Uh, we'd also like to shout out the track and field team who's in action today on Friday whenever we're recording this. And also best of luck to the SEMA women's and men's basketball team as they play over the weekend here on Saturday at the Show Me Center. But we do record these episodes on Friday, so we cannot give you the winner of that. All right, now this brings us to our second part of the podcast, where we have a very special guest here today with Gino Hess. Gino, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. How about you guys? Great. Very good. First, first time back for the year. Everything's starting off good, so we wanted to have you on as our first guest of the new year. So, Gino, tell us a little bit about yourself before we get started. Where are you, where you come from? Where are you from? Everything about yourself. Uh, as you said, I'm Gino Hess. Um, I'm from Peoria, Illinois. It's about four hours from here. I got two brothers, a little sister, and, you know, mom, dad. So not, not too much about me, nothing different from anybody else. Okay. Um, have you grown up playing football your whole entire life? Yeah, I have. I grew up playing football my whole life. You know, you know how it goes. Older brother introduces the sport. Oh. We all try it out. And then if you don't like it, you drop it. If you like it, you keep going. And you're still going. I sadly am. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so tell us a little bit about last season. I know last season that was a couple months ago, probably four or five months ago by now. Um, but just go take us through the season, game by game. And, uh, season, it was a roller coaster. You know, I feel like it was just a long season. Like we started really playing in January because you played in the spring, and then we played the regular season in this fall. I feel like it was long, but it was a learning process. And you guys, you guys come down early too. You guys come down in June or July for um, for workouts to start before the school year starts? So, yeah, we come down in the summer. You get a uh, summer break to begin when school is out for about two weeks, week and a half. <laughs> then you back here, like nothing ever changed. Because I know the, the year before last with the COVID season, you guys played in the spring. So with you playing in the spring and then having your couple weeks off, then you're already back, and it's already another long season as well. Yeah, I think with the spring, it was like, it was a good and bad. Like the, the bad was coming from this season because you know it's some guys who played 14, 15 plus games from January to the end of November, and it's just wearing tearing your body. But like it also good because now you like some of the new guys, young guys get their feet wet early. You know it's a curse and a blessing. Mm -hmm. So tell us a little bit about uh, we got we had a new quarterback this year, CJ. What what are your thoughts on CJ? How was his first year at SEMO? 
it's my boys, uh, Chidi. Uh, I think he did good, you know. He's a freshman, technically a freshman. I just think like D1 program, he had to get used to new receivers and then, you know, injuries play a part. So building relationships with all his receivers, I think he did pretty good, but I think it's more to come, especially with this season coming up. Would you guys, um, would you call your team a defensive team? Do you think you guys are a defensive team? What do you think? Since I've been here, we've been a defensive team. Like we always leaned on the defense. We knew like they'd get a stop. We just have to go at least get three points. But I think everything's starting to turn now since you know I've been here four or five years. I think it's starting to turn, but not to an offensive team, to a balanced team. Like mm -hmm. we got their back just as much as they got ours. Mm -hmm. So so looking at last season, it felt like Brady, how much yards would you say he averaged? Almost. Well, I don't. I don't know how many yards you averaged, but yeah. it feels like every two plays there was at least a pass with the carry. Yeah. You know, over over the announcement. We we told them, Brady, what was our game plan? We're just gonna hand it to hand it to Gino every every run, play every time. They wouldn't listen. They run for a touchdown. And speaking on, about the touchdown, uh, I think you you're almost close to breaking the record. Is that all uh, right? I am. You know. I, at the end of the season, you look at it and now, you know, my dad always tells me how close I am. I'm pretty sure it's it's five touchdowns. And that's the record. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it's an individual record. It's part of the, the O-line gets a part of it because without mm -hmm. them, there's no record at all. There's no Geno at all. So I want to mm -hmm. give them a shout out, too, because they deserve it just as much as me. Yeah, I mean, that goes for every level of football, too. If you don't have an O-line. Mm -hmm. You can't, you can't, first of all, you can't even pass the ball because you don't have enough time and you definitely can't run if you don't have O line blocking for you. So, shout out to the O line. Um, but I wanted to bring up the fact that we were talking about yards. I wanted to know if you knew this or not. I was looking um, over your stats. If you didn't touch the ball 25 times, we lost this whole season, every game of the season. What are your thoughts on that? If you have more than 25 attempts or touches, we lost. If I had more, so if I had less, we lost. Mm -hmm. Yep. If you had 25 touches or more this season, we were more. undefeated. I didn't know that, <laughs> but um, I, I don't know. I don't really ask for the ball too much. I don't want to be known as that guy. Like, mm -hmm. give me the ball, give me the ball. You know, probably if I was back in middle school, I probably would <laughs> like that. But I just think it's all part of the game plan. I don't think the game plan is. We're going to give him the ball 25 times and win the game. I just think it's just the flow of the game. Mm -hmm. Do you want to talk a little bit about uh, Coach Took? My guy. <laughs> what you, would you say about Coach Took? We're going to have him on here probably next year before the season starts. It's guest of the year right there for you. Uh, <laughs> I think think he's a great guy, a great coach. But like at the, at the end of the day, he's a better man. He doesn't just focus on football. He takes the game of football to make better men. So I always would thank him for that. And I always just thank him for just giving me a chance at the end of the day. As this was my only offer. And it's just like he took a shot on me when nobody else did. So I always be grateful for Coach Two. Mm -hmm. So looking, going back to football plays and whatnot, not a heavy passing team. Do you think that's that's something you guys can build on next year with with CJ actually getting his feet wet, getting used to being a D1 quarterback, how do you think that's going to go? I think year two is going to be – it's going to be Chidi's year. I'm claiming it for him. And I just think him, I think it's going to be Johnny's year. You know, we got Wesley, we got 
Terrell or Jester. Um, and then we got some new guys coming in. I think he's already building a relationship with them. So I think she's going to open up a lot of eyes. Now, we did just bring in the biggest class ever with mm-hmm. uh, new recruits. Wasn't it like something like 30 guys? Is that I don't even I don't even know how many, but there was a lot. It was the program record for bringing in bringing in new talent. So what do you guys say about that? Uh, I think this is well, it gives the coaches a chance because this is their first real recruiting class since COVID. Mm-hmm. So now they get a chance to actually go see the players, go meet them, go make visits. Because I for COVID last year, they couldn't do anything really or COVID the last two years. But I think they brought in a lot of good guys, a lot of good ball players to help us win a lot of games next year. Um, what do you think about uh, the OVC? You know, a lot of schools have been leaving. Um, I'm pretty sure we're staying put. We're not going anywhere anytime no. soon. But um, a lot of schools have been leaving. A lot of football team has been leaving. So we partnered up with that uh, with the other conference to play more of our conference games. I know that'll be a lot of travel. But what are your thoughts on all that? My thoughts with them leaving is uh, see you later, uh, because now it makes us one step closer to the OVC championship. Another one, but um, with us uh, adding those non-conference games with the South, and I think it's good to give us a chance to one travel, see different parts of the world, because that's yeah. part of the game. So it's traveling. I think we we'll go to Louisiana next year, so it'd be a good experience, new competition, and just. Good, better, good, and better football games. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking on the OVC part, well, a lot of the schools we're adding don't have football teams. I mean, I think that that builds on the part of one step closer to the OVC championship because we're now you're only playing with like four or five schools for for a, a championship. So it's just like another ring. It's ring season. Just think about that every year, you know. Yeah, I just seen that. I don't know. I got tricked the other day. It was uh, what's the new team? Southern Indiana. Yeah, yep, that we've added. The, the just added Southern. Yeah. We just added them the other day and. Um, a couple months ago, we added the Arkansas so, team, but yeah. neither of them, yeah. they don't have football. So, yeah, just, I don't know. It went over my head. I instantly just thought, oh, it's another football team. And I looked them up the other day. I, I was on Google for like 20 minutes looking for the football schedule. Comes to find out they don't have football. That's okay. They probably wouldn't, wouldn't want to yeah. play you anyway. So, no. But um, I don't know. I think it's good that you guys have partnered with that league to hopefully expand uh, our being able to play more games. Because I know last year – and this is just my opinion, and you can speak on it as you want. Having to play the teams twice, you know, having to play Murray State twice or having to play uh, the other schools twice, but one really counts. You know what I mean? Obviously, you want to win both games, but one of those, you played them twice, and only one of the games counted for the conference win. So you want to speak on that? How did the coaches really prepare you for that? I know you want to go out there and win, uh, but the ones that are for the conference, you know, those, that means more. Uh, they prepared like the same week. You know, the first two didn't count. But you know you don't want to lose football games, mm-hmm. especially not the Murray. And then I think the second ones were the ones for because we finished second in conference, so the last two were for conference play, and we dropped one to Murray, but we beat UT Martin. And I think it's just like the NFL. Really, I don't know. I don't know how to say much about it. It's just hard to beat a team twice, I guess. Yeah. Well, speaking of NFL. Who do you have for the Super Bowl this weekend? Oh, this is going to come out on Monday after the Super Bowl. So predict who's going to win. Uh, the Rams are going to I'm going with the Rams. <laughs> oh, it's, but it's rain season for Odell. I just <laughs> one. I think Jamar Chase, uh, this is a great Bengals team, surprised me. I think they're just young. Yeah. But um, And then I just feel like the Rams just have too many stars. Like they got Odell, 
Von Miller, Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey, Matthew Stafford, Cooper Cup. It's just, it's, I feel like the stars are just lining up for them. And just got too many stars. That would be a shame if the Rams would lose because I'm pulling for the Bengals. Oh. So, but hey, do what you want. Yeah. But um, let's talk a little bit more about this upcoming season. So, you know, I've, like I said previously, we have the new teams coming up. But what's your guys' team role? You guys aren't practicing yet, right? Or are you guys doing weights? What are you guys doing at the moment? So, a lot of running. Uh, a lot of running. It's working out. We it's, we do practice, but it's like to an extent because the coach can't be out there too long. I think we practice for about an hour. It's just individual work right now. No footballs. So it's just like more – this is like more of a mental practice, process leading up to um, – what's it called? Spring practice. Mm -hmm. And do you think this is really the time where you build your team chemistry and get better? I think it is. I think everybody gels together. Chitty gets his uh, relationship with the new receivers and some of the young guys here and just meeting new people, meeting new teammates, and just making us all one big family. Well, that's good. Well, like this past season, we went and played at a few big schools, Mizzou, and we went down to Texas and whatnot. What do you think those games do for you guys? Does it make you – you think you go play those games and you come back to the conference feeling more, like, ready for the other schools that you come here to play? Well, I feel like when we play those bigger schools, like, I just feel like it gives – it depends. Some people just have different mindsets. Like, to me, I want to win every football game. I want to make every play if I can. And it just gives you a chance to put yourself out there in front of people like at a bigger school, just knowing what you want to do in life. You want to go to the NFL, you know, they're going to pull that up. So it's just opportunity. Right. Uh, do you want to talk a little bit about the – NIL stuff? Are you involved with any of that stuff? That's a that's new. Like this time last year, that wasn't even a thing. So let's talk a little bit about that. Uh, uh, I think it's great. I think it's about time people get they get paid for what they're worth. And, you know, right. I haven't did too much into it. I just actually just made some Hess Express gear. You know, yeah. got trust me, I'll be on it. I got the, I got some hoodies coming out soon, some shirts. But um, I like to see what other schools do with it. Like how some schools, I think BYU. Gave like 35 players, and some of them were walk-ons, like NLI deals. I just seen some one kid from Ohio State just get a brand new F-150 custom-made. So it all, and it's also gonna play a part in recruiting. I don't, mm -hmm. I don't care what any coach says. Like NLI is gonna start playing a part in recruiting. It's just, it's really free agency now. Yeah. Um. Well, with the NIL stuff, I think that a lot of other athletes, like you said about recruiting, you know, you could either go to, like, you know, say you're a five-star do you really want to go to Alabama and be with the rest of the five stars or do you want to go be a five star at a smaller school and have your NIL and make your money off of your name? You know, that's a lot of questions like that just happened with, uh, with Deion Sanders team. They got that corner. Yeah. Um, I kind of feel like that's what happened with uh, NIL. They'll probably play the part, but I feel like Deion, he's trying to change the coach and I feel like, well, it's Deion Sanders. Like, you play corner, he played corner. And now you want to learn from one of the greatest of all time who actually has the information and then whatnot. And I feel like the HBCU is starting to make a run at, like, trying to be like, okay, we're here. You got to notice us now. Yep. All right, well, to wrap it up, let's talk a little bit about the goals for next, uh, next season. What are you thinking for next season? Next season, I want to win a natty. I feel like, I feel like since I've been here, this is probably one of the best teams so far that I see getting put together, pieces coming together and whatnot. 
that's my team goal. Win another conference championship. And then, of course, I want to become both all-time leader in rushing touchdowns, rushing yards, and total touchdowns in SEMO history. Well, I think that will be some good history we made in our new stadium that we're building just for you. Yep. <laughs> but, um, um, yeah. Hopefully we get that stadium built by the first kickoff. Yeah. Just the first phase. You know, it'll, yeah. Yeah. I know, yeah. Unless you take another 10 years to be here, yeah. I don't know if it'll be done. But um, I'll tell you one thing that I'm looking forward to, even though it's not home this year, is hopefully we get back for the uh, the War of the Wheel. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we need the wheel back. We need to beat Murray and then win conference. If, I, if we do those three things, I don't really need the records. I'll be happy with those three things right there. All right. Well, Gino, we appreciate you so much for taking time out of your day to come join us. Um, is there anything else you want to say before you uh, take off? Anything you want to plug? Anything you're doing out there? Appreciate you guys for having me. The first episode of 2022. Um, get your Hess Express merchandise and go to the uh, – this won't come out to Monday, right? Yeah. I'm sorry, gymnastics. I was going to tell everybody to go to the gymnastics meet today. But at least I said it on uh, air. Yeah, but we'll see you there. We'll be there. Yeah. yeah. Just appreciate you guys for having me. And I uh, tune into the podcast. Two good guys. Uh, three when they had all the games. So shout out to Cam. We miss you <laughs> and whatnot. And I, I want to say I appreciate you guys. You know, I seen you travel to the volleyball mm -hmm. playoff game. Or mm -hmm. into the, I don't know if people tell you that. It really means a lot seeing you guys out there cheering them when nobody else is. So appreciate you guys. Thank you for coming, Gino. We appreciate you, and you have a good one. Thank you. You too. This brings us to our third and final part of the podcast where we preview this week's upcoming sports. Uh, this week's upcoming sports, there's not a lot of action on campus, but there's a lot of action everywhere else. All sports that are playing, including softball, women's basketball, men's basketball, baseball, and women's tennis are all on the road this week on their respective dates, but... On Friday, February 18th, starting at 3 o'clock p.m., is the only home sporting event all week, and that is the track and field indoor meet. And that starts at 3 o'clock at the student rec, and it goes all the way until, I believe, 7.30. So this wraps up this episode of the Rowdy Crowd Conversations. We would like to thank Gino Hess for being our special guest this week, and go Red Hawks.